This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, good evening and welcome to a very flat Forever Bristol City podcast because the final score in this afternoon's seven-side derby at Ashton Gate, it finished Bristol City nil, Cardiff City 2 and once again we're talking about a poor performance, poor goals conceded and we went into this game full of hope when we saw that in the starting lineup were uh, Henri Lansbury and uh, Joe Williams. 2-0, uh, Final score to uh, the men from over the water, including uh, Agent Flint. He didn't do us any favours today. Um, I'll come to you first, uh, Ian. You, what, what, what did you think when you saw that starting lineup? I, I put on Twitter, other than Mariapa, totally out of position. It, it looked pretty sound, didn't it? Yeah. No, I don't. I don't like us when we play a four-three-three, um, uh, and having two. Uh, Debutants and two guys who've hardly played any football this year, both in the side at the same time, I didn't think was a, was a great idea. And I, I thought the shape was poor against Cardiff. We should have matched up. We knew they were going to play 3-5-2. We know Sheffield United will play 3-5-2. We should have matched up and gone with them. I'd have put Viner in at the back um, and, and tried to, to match up with them so we could deal with the the physical threat, because we knew how they were going to play. The only trouble is we tried to play the same as them. Um, and the 4-3-3 with Wells playing one side and Semenyo the other doesn't work. Never has and won't. And he keeps no. doing it. Yeah. So th- that, that's what I thought when I, I saw the side. Not great. I mean, Ian, what did you think? I mean, the view is that if you've got two players like Lansbury and Williams, you play them. You don't bring them on because you could be bringing them on chasing the game. Again, I put on Twitter, you know, give them an hour and then take them off and hopefully you've got yourself into a winning position. So was that folly by Holden to, to start both of them? Do you mean me, Mark? Yeah. Mark. Yeah, sorry you said sorry you said Ian. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you think Joe Williams has only played two um, halves of football for the under-23s, which is already, you know, I'd say competitive and full-blooded. Full it was just the bravest, this probably the bravest decision that he's, he's made this season in, in picking a midfield three is, is lightweight, is that? Because Williams just looked, you know, he looked like a player that had been out for six months. He was rusty, you know. You couldn't, you know, that, that's, that's what he was like. And Lansbury tried to make some passes, but they just breezed through us. In the first half, Cardiff, it was just too easy for them. Pinned us down with their press, got the ball wide to the wing backs, uh, and it was just. But the defending from the free kicks well, we'll and go, the corners we'll that they we'll won the goals. was we'll awful. The goals minute, but yeah. it was, yeah, it was, it was just a, a powder puff performance. I mean, we said it at half time and said to you, you know, the, the in, in ultimate insult is empty shirts. Physically, yeah. City City just weren't there today. They and that's the, the, the most disappointing thing. But it wasn't out by the clueless, clueless uh, uh, formation. 
and you know the leadership's not there both on on the coaching side and uh, you know on the uh, on the recruitment side at the moment it, well, it, you know it looks like a club going nowhere uh, well, the season's over for us I think I think so I mean Ian and I would come on to that we think the season's over because before the game today Ian said we need to win 11 of the last uh, 19 games uh, to get up towards 76 points maybe 76 would be enough maybe it, it wouldn't uh, Liam I mean were you surprised to see both uh, the new signings one recent I mean we were told that Lansbury wasn't going to be available for three weeks and uh, he comes straight into the team and then Joe Williams were you surprised were you surprised that they both started yeah 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 I, I was surprised that Joe, Joe Williams was um, starting because Dean Dean said um, that he may be he might be on a bench. So I was surprised that, that he started both. Yeah. And would you have played three at the back and maybe, and Liam, maybe having, uh, rather than playing Mariapa, who's totally right-footed and loft all over the place he was really, but would you have uh, maybe tried to say to Semenya, look, fill in that wing-back role and at least the central three can uh, can, can hold the defence up? Or do you think that would have been a big ask for, uh, for uh, Antoine to do that type of role? No, no. I think I what I would have done was I would have gone th- three, th- three, two, and just, yeah. just told told Anton Semenyo to just to kind of go go up and down. Yeah. Well, he didn't. He didn't have one of his. Be- he didn't have one of his best games. I mean, Ian, let's get into. Let's dive into the action. I mean, very strange start start to the game. I mean, it was only about seven minutes old, and then their goalkeeper just seemed to. Collapse. What did you What did you see in that? You know, almost as if he had. They put the oxymeter on him as well, didn't they? At one stage. What did you think about yeah, that? I, perhaps, perhaps he was uh, carrying an infection of some kind or a bit of a virus, and uh, he just came over. Uh, as my auntie used to say, he came over a bit funny. Come a bit over queer. A bit queer. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. He could have had COVID, couldn't he? He could. He could be COVID. Well, he could have. Dave. He, he could have. He, he could have had a brain tumour. I don't know what he had, but, you know, the kid didn't look very well. He fell over and yeah. uh, they took him off. And, and uh, whether eight minutes was the right amount of time, it seemed a lot longer than that to me. But yeah. I was just glad that we were a bit closer to getting the game over, to be honest, because it, as soon as they went 2-0 up, I, it was all I could do to sit in the chair and watch it because I knew well, exactly what, what was going to happen. I know. Sorry it was that. No, no, but I mean, I think you're absolutely right. You know, this was like Rotherham away, Millwall at home, Birmingham, most of the game yeah. against Huddersfield, even though we won that. You know, it just, you know, it's dire. Derby away. I mean, I remember hard, Derby away as recently as last week, second half against Brentford, if you want to be really uh, picky. But I mean, uh, Mark, we did have the, uh, the uh, was it our only shot on goal when Lansbury put that free kick? That was good. Good effort, wasn't it? Testing the yeah, keeper early the on. One. Yeah, yeah, Mark. yeah. I think it. I think, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I mean, it was. It was a long way out. I mean, he, he actually put his arms up and it hit him in the bread basket and bounced out. And we we tried to do something, but it but it was cleared. And that I think that was our only our only shot on target the whole game. There was a header from Wells. Uh, from across right at the end that was probably going wide that Smith is gathered. But you thought that gave us a chance. We we get some momentum after the uh, after the long break. But really it didn't do didn't do anything. Uh, all Cardiff no. did was just pull our full pull pull the full backs were out of position and they were on top of they were on top of Callas and, and, and Mawson for well, the entire game were, more and I thought Callas and Mawson were particularly poor. I mean Liam, the first goal that was a wicked free kick uh, slung in by uh, Harry Wilson, their lone player. But Curtis Nelson, he sort of just muscled his way in and uh, pushed uh, our de- central defenders out of the way, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He, he didn't really have to jump. No, he didn't. He, he didn't, didn't go have up to and that, it's just Defending is just awful at the minute. Awful. And you'd expect more with two players at cost in based on last transfer values, thirty quid between them. Ian, I mean the second goal, that was another sloppy affair, wasn't it? I mean, Ojo got the well, Mariapa was stood two yards away from him, just in from the touchline. It's a crappy goal to concede, wasn't it? Yeah, but that's what we do, is I, I made the point the other night. We we don't close down, we stand off and we say, Go ahead, cross it. And he did. And I don't know what Callas was doing at the far post, but he certainly weren't marking more. Um, no. 
And, and I think, you know, the words I wrote down watching the first half, well, the whole game really, were brainless. Uh, we didn't have a game plan. Uh, if we had a game plan, we didn't execute it. They executed theirs perfectly. We knew exactly what they were going to do, and we tried to do the same. Yeah. If you want to see how a target man plays, look at Kiefer Moore today. And, yeah. and people, I had City fans going nuts with me when I said we should have signed him in the summer. Yeah, um, but, I mean, Ian, I think the way we play and the way we're coaching, anybody we sign is going to struggle because we probably play Kiefer Moore out on the wing just like we're doing with, <laughs> just like we're doing with Naki Wells. And do you really think that, that Ivan Tony, if we'd have signed him in the summer and let Fam go back then if we had an offer, would he have scored? He got another two today, making it 21. You know, it's down to the coaching. And this is a continuum of the bloke who was there for the four preceding years. And you'd have expected with Downing and Simpson coming in for it to be a bit different, wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't think listening to what Dean Holden says, I, I don't think they actually do that much coaching because they can't get all the players out on the, out on the grass properly. Um, I don't know whether they show them videos or whether they sit them down or they do small sided games or whatever, but there was a complaint that they can't actually do that much coaching, but it doesn't seem to be affecting Brentford. I think, um, I, well, and, I think that's an excuse. Doesn't affect Cardiff either, does it? Because yeah, they well, played yeah. to a method. They know what they're well, doing. They yeah, did but, a job uh, on us. Yeah, but before today, Cardiff aren't one in eight games, so they're not a great yeah. team. Um, and and uh, but they they had a plan. They knew how to play, and basically sides go go uh, come over to Bristol City, and they say, right, get stuck into them. They're a bit soft. Um, they, they don't want to know it when push comes to shove. If it comes to a scrap, they'll back off. Um, yeah. And uh, so just do that. Get stuck into them. Don't stand off them. Don't let them play the ball. Press them. Their pressing game was far better than ours. Yeah. And they and they because they've got a bunch of defenders that can't really pass the ball. Yeah. So that is what we've got. Uh, and if we don't yeah. wake up, I mean, my own view is it. As I said the other night, Holden should have never got the job. And um, if we, we need, I think it'd be a good idea to move him on now. Well, not I don't think that's going to happen. End, not wait, not wait to the end. Well, of the we'll season. see. No, we'll see what happens that's... in the next. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Ian. But you know, we're that's not going to happen again. I put on Otib. You know, for, it doesn't matter what we think. We can moan here until the cows come home, right? This is Steve Lansdowne's club, right? And you know, he will run it the way he wants to and his pride, arrogance, call it what you will. He's not going to pander, not to the minority of fans. Now, I think it's a majority who've been sold this. We're aiming for the top for far too long without getting anywhere. Uh, I got to pick up on a point that Eb Malkai has put here. That Wilson was annoying little rat. I mean, Mark, there was one situation where he went down holding his face. What a cheap, nasty little piece of work he was, but a good player. <laughs> yeah yeah well it's just I mean just play in gamesmanship and they don't they didn't need to do it because they were uh, you know they were tuning up and they were they were well they were well on top I mean I don't I don't I don't know what happened to him I mean Volks went down after the ball hit him and they get up smiling and start running around I mean Kiefer Moore late in the game went over the top I think of Callas and went down the referee as soon as the trouble is as soon as they put their hands to their head the referee he looked like he looked like a scared little rabbit. That referee, and he blew his whistle because he was he was worried. He didn't have any control no, of the you, game. Do you know what? You're absolutely right Completely there. Mark. There was a it. couple of situations, yeah, where he, he almost seemed to be preempting a game stopping head injury type of thing, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, no, he was poor, and by and large this season, we've said the referees haven't been uh, too bad. Yeah, even our friend, I can't think of his name now. And getting back to Ian's comment a minute ago, who's the uh, Millwall manager? Because he pretty set pretty much set the pattern and said exactly what Gary you Rowett. Gary Rowett, you know how to play against Bristol City. Just I mean, go, it, going back, just going back to, to one thing you said. Yeah, go on. The reason, I mean, the reason that Ivan Tony would never join Bristol City and the same reason that Ollie Watkins didn't join Bristol City was because they were sold the Brentford model and the way that they play. They play to a system and they buy players for that. That's why they joined them. 
because yeah. you know they but they 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 believe in 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 well, but, whatever project they got and uh, but, but weren't we uh, and, told and Matthew Benham's told, got is far better than ours. Weren't we told though that when this appointment was made that this was going to take us to the next level and it was going to be front foot football, front foot football, my ass. That's all I've got to say to that. Well, I mean, just, let me come on to Liam. To, let me yeah, give Liam. Yeah. A, let me give Liam a shout. Liam, our saviour in so many games um, this season has been uh, Dan Bentley. And he was at it again, wasn't he, on about five minutes before the break, where another right-wing cross, what a surprise. And uh, there was Ojo, not the tallest player on the field by any means, but uh, another great save by uh, Dan Bentley, tipping the ball over the top, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a decent save. And... He didn't. He, he didn't really have a lot. Injured. He didn't have a lot to do. He didn't have a lot to do. Dan Bentley today, did no, he? Really? No, no. And if Dan Bentley gets injured, we're screwed. Then we are screwed. Well, I, I disagree there. I think Max O'Leary is a good second string keeper. To be fair, but uh, let's move on. Second half. I mean, I, oh God, Rennie Gilmartin. It is like the more I listen to him, it's the more like listening to Comic Al Ali when the bloody tanks are rolling in behind, you know, and his final third of the field. I don't think City ever get in the final third of the field <laughs> in a meaningful way. But that's my little rant over from uh, Rennie. Lovely guy, though he is. Even he was starting to lose it a bit with the referee. And uh, again, as Ian said on more than one occasion, you know, it's Pravda. You can't bite the hand that feeds you by criticising them. But Ian, right at the start of the second half, we did have a chance. I think, was it four on one breakaway? How did you see that? Was it Semenyo falling over? Did he get his ball tangled under his feet? Basically, no, Wales should have crossed the ball earlier. The ball was being pulled back from Masengo. And Wales kicked it straight at the back of Semenyo's leg. So Semenyo should have got out of the way. Yeah. Um, and, and let let Masengo have it. But it, it just absolutely summed up the way that uh, the way that we played. I mean, things like throwing or kicking the ball directly out of play. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the truth is. I think Cardiff played pretty well today, um, but they didn't need to play very well to to beat us. Yeah, um, I think the thing I think the thing with Cardiff didn't you say earlier in that Cardiff hadn't won for seven games or maybe eight? Eight. 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 But is Mick McCarthy not undefeated in four now? Is it three draws and this win? So you'd say that was a solid start, wouldn't you? Or am I am I wrong making that uh, uh, statement? No, I think. Well, it depends where you are. I mean, they were losing games hand over fist yes. before before he went in. So, you know, when you start turning the ship around, it, it takes a while to get the thing turned around. And yeah. it wasn't going well, so the Cardiff board acted. Ours, yeah. as we know, ours won't. Um, no. But I, I don't know, perhaps not having any season ticket sales would um, prompt some action. Well, it might. I, I mean, know. it is. It is. I mean, a couple of people put on here, PBG866, he said, get hold of Heddy Howe now. Deo for Deo Z to come back and said, Eddie Howe will not come here. We'll talk about the future later on. Um, I mean, Mark, we, they almost wrapped it up, uh, well, about 54 minutes I've got here, when uh, Moore, his pass was just too hard in front of Ojo. And he got down our... Our right-hand side then, hadn't he? And in acres of space after a miss yeah, by, uh, by Hunt. Yeah, I, 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 it was, yeah, it was either Hunt, Hunt or Mawson, and he totally lost him. Uh, and, um, yeah, he was through with just a, defend, a defender between him and the goal. And he, he all he had to do was play a soft side pass to Ojo, and he, and he overhit it, and it ran wide. But they were just winning the ball back too easily. Even yeah. at the end, when we were chasing the game, they just kept winning the ball back, and, and Ojo... Uh, and more would walk away with the ball, already challenged. You know, they bullied us throughout the game, and it was just too easy. It was Millwall over again. Millwall hadn't won in 10 games when they beat us. Yeah, Cardiff, eight games. It's just too easy for physically strong teams to beat Bristol City. We're a yeah. soft touch all around the club. And yeah. it, it is Everything. awful it's to, to think about it's it. Comfort. And, and, yeah. I mean, the substitutions, uh, Liam, they came on the hour, about 10 minutes, five minutes earlier than normal. Ian, uh, sorry, Liam, um, Williams, Masengo and Mariapa going off. Palmer, Pato and Taylor Moore coming on. Did you agree with those substitutions? Would you have done anything different at that stage in terms of subs? Well, I would have done it at halftime. Yeah. I would have done it at halftime. And I don't get why... why... 
Taylor Moore comes on and he plays him left, left of a three. I don't get that. No, because that well, probably because the other well, yeah, left of a three with Mawson on there. You're absolutely right. Yeah, because that. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. Because you could have put. You could. Yeah, you could have. Yeah, Mawson could have played left of a three. You're 100 percent right there, Ian. What did What did you think of the substitutes, the timing, and uh, and where and who? Uh, far too late. Should have been. Should have happened at halftime. I made the yeah. point on Radio Bristol that Mawson is of the players that we have is the best on the left hand side of a three. Yeah. So play him on the left hand side, and you can either play, you can play Callis in the middle, and you can either play uh, Taylor Moore or Viner as the yeah. third right sided um, centre back. So um, I, I I'm looking at um, I, I I just don't think that, that's one thing is playing Moore there. He's continued playing. Mariap at left back because he's a good lad and he's experienced and he's doing his best. Well, yeah, that's fine, but you could have picked the same argument for playing him up front. Yeah. Um, I just don't think he's um, he's not playing well. It can't be no. doing his confidence any good. No. And um, he's not the biggest bloke in the world for a centre back. And a lot of the time, when you're at, at full back, the big centre forward pulls off to the far post and that's where you are. So yeah. I, I just, you know, we got out muscled, out fought, beaten up. But a lot of the time, their first touch was better than ours. Technically, Kiefer Moore's first touch was as good as any of our players. And I mean with his feet, not his head. Yeah. That, and and you wouldn't, yeah, no, you're that's right. That's a damning indictment. The number of times one of our players tried to touch it and the ball got away from him. Semenyo has got this annoying habit of trying to run through players. He runs yeah. straight into them. Yeah. And, and and I just, you know, I, I play a completely, I, I play a, I match Sheffield United up, play a 3-5-2. Look, it's a free hit. we got nothing to lose apart from yeah. 100, 180 grand in prize money. Um, yeah. And, and we've, we've got to go, we've got to go in there and, and make a game of it. And and uh, I'm, as, as I say, I, I think it's time that the, um, there was a clear out down there. We're not going in the right direction on the field. Uh, we don't look. We don't look like a team. We don't look competitive. We don't look combative. And uh, there's no confidence and no belief in the team. And I think the only way that you change that is by have a, have a clear out with the management staff. And I'm sorry for Dean Olden. I do like the bloke, but I just don't think that he's the right man for the job at this no. current time. No. No, well, we can talk more about that in a minute and we can look forward to Sheffield uh, as well. Um, I know Les is uh, trying to connect. Les, I've got a few technical problems. So I can't let you in at this uh, moment to make a, uh, a vocal contribution, but I've got your email and maybe join us uh, for uh, another episode in the, uh, in the near future. Um, Mark, I mean, the two debutants... Did we see, I mean, there was a free kick from Lansbury. He was lucky to uh, stay on, really. I think he uh, maybe got substituted taken off before he was sent off. But the two guys, uh, well, certainly Williams, we've been waiting for for months. Do you think um, either of them uh, gave us hope? We're trying to draw some positives from the performance. Mark? Well, I think um, Williams showed some energy, you know, at the base of the defence. But I don't think you could have learned anything from that game because, because, you know, we were just, we were just so poor. Um, you know, you just, you know, you couldn't really draw any conclusions because City had no momentum where those two players were fe- featured. I mean, it seems like Lansbury was City's go-to guy for, for free kicks and corners. That's pro- probably about it. Yeah. Um, but even when we got, uh, you know, we, we, we weren't really, we weren't, we didn't really have the physical presence to make any difference. I mean, our, um, we don't seem to score any goals from corners these days. <laughs> they just don't seem to have the physical presence anymore to either take the ball at the front post. I think the only one's probably Transizio against Preston the other week. Yeah. But the real problem we got is the last five goals have all come from the from the uh, the left back spot, and that's yeah. a real issue. Well, it's, Why, it's, that's where, a good where, point. Mawson, yeah, Mawson's played. Mawson was playing left sided, left sided centre back. You know when we did so well at the start of the season. Why not play him there? And, and we must match. Sheffield United in that 3-5-2. They always play 3-5-2. It'd be stupid 
to play uh, any different formation. Well, and... they're a different... I mean, we look at that game in a moment, but they're a different proposition yeah. to what they were a couple of months ago because they're on a bit of a roll. I mean, uh, I'll come back to you, Ian, just on this sort of shape of the midfield. Um, hmm. <laughs> that midfield, that midfield three today of Masengo, Williams, and Lansbury. If you'd have had Viner or Backinson there, and maybe taken Semenyo off, and then played—I mean, this obsession with playing for Maradiju—he didn't look. You know, what is what is it with Diju? Is it lack of service or lack of effort sometimes? But that extra man in midfield, you know, a Backinson or or, or um, you know somebody like that, or even Viner we wouldn't have been overrun and we might not have had the pace, yeah, but would, would you have changed it in that sort of way, Ian? I wouldn't have started with it, but yeah, I would have changed it. Mm. Um, I, I think the, the, the issue that, that, you've, um, that you've got is once you start off in that 4-3-3, which I've never seen us play well in, um, Yeah. You, you, and let's be honest. At the start of the season, we had an awful lot of luck and some brilliant performances by Dan Bentley yeah. to uh, uh, to thank for our great start. Um, you know, let's not kid ourselves. They, they, oh, we were, you know, until Vitamin and Patterson got injured, we were playing great. I don't think any of the subs that came on today affected the game at no. all. No. Well, you might say Zach Viner did a bit. We looked a bit more. Clever in midfield. We had a huge amount of possession. I was surprised to learn. We had 62% possession. Yeah. Um, but, but that's maybe because Cardiff were sitting back. That's maybe because Cardiff were just sent to absorb whatever pressure we threw at them, which wasn't a lot. Uh, Liam, uh, Callas and Mawson, 30 million quids worth of central defensive talent. They're not looking that solid at the moment, are they? They don't look any better than maybe... Se- um, than Taylor Moore and uh, Viner did a couple of times this season. Yeah, because at one stage, I think those did those two did play, but Callas and Mawson, I mean, we've, we've let in five goals in the last, uh, well, in the week, we've let in six goals. Uh, that's two a game. We're conceding two a game. Do you think Do you yeah. think they're not on their game at the moment, Liam? I, I think the main problem is the, the, the actual left-hand side. Yeah. I think we're... We're unbalanced, which, uh, which, which isn't help Mawson. It's not going to help Callas. It's not going to help Hunt. Yeah, so it's just it's just disrupting the the whole balance of uh, yeah. of the, of the way it's laid up. Yeah. Uh, some Mendip City's just said uh, on there. What did Viner do to get himself dropped? Well, maybe he wanted to rest him or something like that. I don't know. But uh, okay, I mean, look, I don't really uh, the the marks. I heard you on Radio Bristol, and yeah, pretty disgraceful. I mean, let's not bother with the marks. Some people don't like it. Uh, well, they find it a bit boring. Um, I don't think anybody was there was worthy of anything uh, above a six. You know, um, one thing I want to say, um, Ian, I didn't want to interrupt you a moment ago. That goal when um, Kiefer Moore came in blindsided by Callas, it was a very similar position to which Canos got the uh, well, one of the crucial goals for Brentford. And it begs the question, where was Jack Hunt for that goal at Brentford? And he was totally out of shot for uh, the goal um, that Kiefer Moore scored today, wasn't he? Yeah, actually, without looking at it, Dave, I, I don't know, but it was dreadful defending. However, you look at it, I mean, the, the you, there's two ways you can you can do it. You either stop the bloke in the middle from heading the ball, yeah, and that's difficult when he can jump and he's six foot four, right? Yeah, or you stop the cross coming in, which is the easier way to do it, and um, and we don't do either. So let's do one or the other, but preferably. I did a whole session the other night about not closing down crosses, ball watching, etc., yeah. etc., and and that's what we keep doing. And that is stuff that you you cure that on the training ground, and and yeah. you say right. If it, I mean, because look, if Jack Hunt was there, he's not going to jump uh, Kiefer Moore, is he? No, no, but, he's not. I don't know what what Cass Cal- was led on the floor when Moore edited it. Yeah. I got so I got no idea what he was doing. No. Um, so I, so I think, first of all, you need somebody in there to get the shape right. Secondly, we've got to have a, a kid playing left wing back or left back that can kick with his left foot. And we've got a couple of younger lads. 
Well, you said Vince Harper. You said Vince Harper or Riley Towler, rather than let's give one of the kids a run out. We've been keen to give uh, Semenyo uh, a chance and what have you, haven't we? Yeah, and and even Masengo. You know, I mean, Masengo's still only nineteen. So if we got a nineteen-year-old local lad that can kick with his left foot, give him a run out. Can't be any worse than what we got at the moment. Let's look at um, statistics. I mean, we are six points off six but with a goal difference that is poor. So technically we're off seven, right? And if you look at the clubs in fifth, we're probably nine points behind those now. I mean, Mark, we have to win 11, maybe 10 out of 18, right? That's not going to happen, is it? No, I just can't see it happening. The problem is the... the We've we've had the in, we've had the injuries the change of the change of formation every single game no no settled side you know there's just no, no momentum and no confidence in the side to, you know to go on a winning run I mean we I think we might pick up some form if we're able to keep players fit but we do seem to lose players in rotation I mean as well as the Tommy Rowe injury this week. Uh, you know, he's going to be Chris out for Martin. at least two months. Yeah, now, Chris two, now Chris Martin's out for and another two Haki months. And broken his back as well, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, he's, got a fracture, he's got a fractured back. It, it's just absolutely crazy. And there's, I mean, I don't know what goes on with the conditioning of the players, but it's just too many. Well, really Martin, to, did, to is, Martin did is after, uh, in the warm down after training, which again, we'll come on to that in a moment uh, as well, talking about the off the field stuff. Um, mm. Liam, do you think City can get 10, 11 wins from the last 18? Because that's what we're talking about now, using 75, 76 points as the benchmark for getting sixth place. Because I think that, that is all there is left to play for now. Do you think they can do it? Um, no, no. Like this, this season and last season, there's not a lot of difference. Yeah. No, it's, it's right. Well, same. it's a story. It's a story of the last four years, really. I mean, Ian, current form in the league, because let's not, let's not, Dilute it by a couple of cup wins. Four nor eight. I thought today, worst case scenario, I, I really thought we were going to win today when I saw the starting lane. And I thought well, maybe a draw. We haven't had one of those for two months. 12 points out of 36. If you take, mm-hmm. so that's crap form. Yeah, that is crap form. If you look yeah. at the last 24 games, which you take off the winning four game start, which if we hadn't had that, yeah, we would be well and truly looking over our shoulders. The last 24 games, it goes 8-3-13. That's 27 points. You extrapolate that through a season. That gives you 54. And that's pretty much where Lee Johnson finished that season. He took over from um, Cots. Yeah. And 54 points. That will be down on last season. I think categorically we are going backwards, whichever way you want to cut it, aren't we? Stats don't yes. lie. Well, yes, we are. Hence why I said you need to change the manager now, let him have a good look at what he's got and decide who he wants to keep, if, if indeed we can afford to keep them. And, uh, you, can, and you can begin to introduce some younger players. Mm. I mean, if, if Harper played, and I would play him, providing he's fit, obviously, and he's not injured, I would play him against Sheffield United um, and all the other players that I would select have all started plenty of championship games. Yeah. So it's not a matter of saying, well, we're, we're playing in the cup, put the under 23s out and see how they get on. I'm talking about, I mean, this kid is 19. He's six foot one and 11 and a half stone and apparently he can catch pigeons. Who's this one you're so, talking about? Vince Harper. Vince Harper, right. Okay. Yeah. So why not give him a go rather than a bloke who can't kick the ball with his left foot at all? It gives yeah. you it gives you natural width. Now, if he goes and he does okay, but he needs a bit of a break, Odaida won't be back next week, like he said he was gonna be. He's gonna be back in March. Yeah. So I I've stopped listening to when players say they'll be back because uh, Joe Williams said he'd be back at uh, the start of October. <clears throat> yeah. And he's he's just played his first game at the start of February. Um, so yeah. uh, if, if we can get O'Dowd back, then he's another one who can play left wing back at a push. I don't think it's his best position. I don't no, think no, he's but brilliant. at least he's got, the, foot, if, he's got if, the left foot to do that. He's got the left foot and the pace and the strength to do it. But there's so another one let, we've forgotten. There's another one. What about Sessignon? We were told the other week that he was going to be, uh, he was 
back on grass, wouldn't he? Playing for the playing for the under twenty threes next week, but he's I think he'd be a better left back than um Mariapa, but he is predominantly a right sided player. Right. Okay. But is he a better left sided although a right sided player, is he a better left sided, right sided player, if that makes sense, than Mariapa? And I would suggest the answer yeah, to that think, is yes. Yeah, I think he would be. I mean, Mariapa is a right-sided centre back. Yeah, and he's not—he's not the biggest lad in the world. I think he's about five nine, five ten. Yeah, yeah. Which for a centre back is is like a midget, isn't it? So, yeah. um, I think we've got some six footers we can put out against uh, Sheffield United because they'll be going with something like Billy. Well, I think they'll play that Rian Brewster in the cup game. And McBurney up front. So if we put more Callas and Molson, and then we'd have to co-op Zach Viner into midfield because I don't see Williams in Lansbury playing two first-team games in three days. God no. And I put them both on the bench and and play yeah. a three-five-two matchup. And for God's sake, try and dominate midfield, and um, and play uh, play some football in their half. Yeah. You know, yeah. this, this no, is what I said. we had 62 percent of the ball, and I bet forty yeah. percent of it was in our own half. Yeah, no, that's shades of the uh, Sean O'Driscoll uh, style of football. Thomas put on here: Are Bournemouth a bigger club than Bristol City? No, of course they have just got relegated. However, the board is decisive and have sacked a manager after losing only seven, only losing seven games. Yes, they have parachute payments, but it proves the board mean business. We've now lost thirteen. And uh, Tomo says he can't say, see Mark Ashton and Co making any changes this season. I mean, uh, Mark, do you see? Let's say let's look at the next three games coming up, and we we seem to be looking in batches of four. This last batch of four, we hope to get seven points. We've got three, right? But the next three, we've got um, uh, the cup game coming up, and then uh, is it Watford away and Reading at home? Based on current form. That could be three straight defeats. Do you think that there is any likelihood that pressure from outside, because we're not shouting at them from the terraces, but do you think they might be decisive? Because when Lee Johnson's cut came, it wasn't really expected, was it? We thought he was bulletproof. What do you think this time around, Mark? Well, I mean, the problem, the problem is, if we even if we got rid of Holden now, who's, who are they going to recruit? I mean... With with you know with 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 the track with the track record of the current management, you couldn't trust them to recruit another manager because it, with the mess that they made with the last appointment, it's just a complete joke. And we, you're looking at early bird season ticket renewals, although that sounds ridiculous because we don't know the pathway out of uh, the pandemic in terms of readmitting fans to stadiums. We don't know when that's going to happen. Whether yeah. it will start again in August, they've got nothing nothing to set to sell it on. Uh, you know the match day experience. There hasn't been anything since February uh, 2020, and with the current with the current form, there's no like we said in the last show. There's nothing to sell. You know, no. there's, there's no 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 good news. No, no, unless you get bad, unless they have a clear product. out, but unless you have a clear out of the management, and I think that would have to be in the summer. Stephen Anstown has got to be more hands on if he wants yeah. to really take the club to the next level. But we're going to go backwards. We've got players that we've recruited who've got no resale value now in Chris Martin and Naki Wells. we just got uh, Henri Lansbury on a short-term deal, but it's uh, uh, an, an, in, you know, indicated another, uh, another, another short, short-term thinking in terms, of, uh, in terms of recruitment, probably for big wages. And it's yeah. just an indictment of the way clubs, the club's going nowhere. It's not going the next level. It's, no. it's lucky with uh, those well, names that are not We've looking over enough, shoulders. We've got enough fuel in the tank to keep it going this season. Let's uh, change the subject uh, slightly. Uh, Liam, did you notice uh, a certain Glenn Murray scored a couple of goals for Nottingham Forest uh, today? That was an astute uh, signing, wasn't it? And he's got Knockart and Murray with him at Forest now. Was that a player that you'd have liked to see him wearing a City shirt because he was linked with us in the summer, wasn't he, Glenn Murray? Yeah, 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 he's, yeah, he's, he, he, Good player, good player. He's a good player, yeah, and he, yeah. And Hewton, he seems, Ian, Hewton seems to be turning it round a bit up at Forest. Somebody put earlier on the uh, thread in the podcast, what's the betting that Hewton 
Forest finish above City? If they got on a bit of a roll, there is always one club that get their act together, or do you think that's a bit of a full storm with Chris Hewton? But, you know, getting Glenn Murray, that's, that was a good sign-in, in my view. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a short-term signing, but he's, he's a proven striker. At this level, he was with Watford on loan and hardly got a game, as, as far as I can remember. But I think yeah. Hewton is a proven manager. I think he walked into... I mean, Forrest is an absolute basket case, or was an absolute basket case. Um, and he's walked in there, and he, and he looks to be doing a decent job, steering them away from um, from the bottom of the table. Uh, so when, when people say, well, you know, should he have, um, should he have played here, or should we have taken him on here... I'd still say I would have liked to have seen what he's done. And, you know, no one's taken away the fact we've had all these injuries, but perhaps he could could have come in and said, look, hang on a minute, how we're doing this is all wrong. Um, if you do it like that, people are going to get hurt, et cetera, et cetera. And also bear yeah. in mind that, I mean, one of the injuries at least wasn't here. I mean, George Nurse did his hamstring at uh, Walsall. Walsall, yeah. But but we've had we've now got 14 injured. Seven are out for the season, and of the fourteen injured, seven of those have been hamstrings. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm not, you know, I, I, and we should, in theory, from everything that Dean Holden said yesterday, we should have seven players uh, back fit in um, uh, in March. Yeah. Ma- um, Mark. Um... People, we, we've, we've said this uh, on and off through the talk this evening. Clear out from top to bottom. I got a slight impression from Dean Holden's press conference yesterday that he was going around in circles saying the same thing in different ways. But I get the impression that, well, he did say, you know, we look at all aspects of how the club is run. Do you, we, we, we said the other night, who's going to be gone by the 1st of July? Holden, Ashton. Maybe we put Andy Rolls. Is it Andy Rolls on the list as well, the conditioning coach? Because, you know, somebody's got to carry the can for this. There's not going to be a wholesale clear out, is there? Do you think, Mark? Well, well, I mean, it'd be, you know, something like that. You think, I don't know what sort of contract, but only might be only a, a short term. But yeah, the butt's got to stop somewhere. And uh, I mean, if, with all those injuries, a lot of them in training, I mean, you just want, you know, Whereas somebody's got somebody has to take responsibility, and this is just becoming a joke of a club. We said we were going to, you know, we wanted to take the step up. We're, we're, share, we're sharing the ground with a with a rugby team. We've got a world class coach, and are now top of the, uh, you know, the the the, prem, the Premiership rugby. Uh, you know, yeah. playing fast attacking rugby. You know, that's something people something that people want to watch, and. We're not do, we're not doing anything on the pitch. We've got it's interesting coach, you say about the fast. Out of his, yeah. Coach who's out of his depth. It's not his fault he was appointed, you know. But the whole the whole club is is a joke at the moment. Unless there's yeah. there's some will from Steve Lansdowne to become more hands on and say, look, Mark, I, I gave you the task of making this appointment. You've clearly failed. You know, you you gave you gave Dean Olden a chance after a, after a shambles of a recruitment process. You yeah. ended up with him, and this is where we are now. I'm afraid, you know, you're out the door, and I've got you know, I've got to put my money. I put all this money into the club, and I'm not getting anything back. He's not getting a from return. You or, the, or, the, or, the, or the players. I need I need you know the club. You know, we need need to to allay the allay the fans because then. When we eventually go back, who's going to want to come back? It's going to be well. It's going to be. Yeah. It's challenging. Let's put it like that. And it's interesting. Yeah, that's probably a very, the, very. Yeah, it's yeah, interesting it's to nice say about the attractive uh, rugby. And there was something on Twitter today. I think it might even have been a New Zealand newspaper article. Somebody had cut out. And the way Bristol are playing, even though they lost the other day, but the way Bristol are playing, it is a vibrant attacking form of uh, rugby. And maybe that's maybe why they lost the other day. You know, because they were a little bit uh, too open. I mean. Uh, Ian, you've put on there Radadam, if that's the right pronunciation. Do listeners think other managers would work under Ashton? I, I, I think there's a limited number who would. And as somebody else said, most of the managers who've got the job since uh, Cottrell have been grateful for it. Um, Ian, you said Mark Ashton should go first. Dave, earlier in the week, was getting some quite personal attacks on him from certain people. Now, Ashton's probably got two members of his family that 
maybe uh, might even be listening to this and he's probably a nice bloke, but two members of his family on the club. Um, and Mark also said Lansdowne needs to be, Steve Lansdowne needs to be hands-on. We have got, it goes surely Steve Lansdowne, John Lansdowne, Mark Ashton. So, Ian, where does John Lansdowne fit into all this? Because everybody keeps saying about his dad, he should be doing stuff. But what about John? Well, Steve's Steve's the multi-billionaire. So anyone that thinks that he doesn't call, call the shots is sadly deluded. Yeah. Um, but... Um, and anybody that thinks that he didn't have anything to do with the decision to appoint Dean Holden um, is also deluded. I'm sorry, yeah. but I know I know Steve. I'm, we're not best mates or anything like that before somebody says it, but I know Steve. I've had conversations with him, and he's not the sort of bloke who's, who I think if he wants to, you know, drop me a line on Twitter and say, no, 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 I had absolutely nothing to do with it, then that's absolutely fine because when I've spoken to him, directly or or when I've been at a dinner and asked him a question, he's always been very honest and forthright with his answers. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't, I, in all honesty, I don't actually know what John does. I don't know whether he's just on the football side or whether he does something at <sighs> Bristol Sport. I know he's chairman of the football club, but, you know, there's chairman and chairman. I, I really don't know. Um, I, I would say that Steve Lansdowne sets the budgets and yes. decide how much we can lose because that's what it's about for the last decade, apart from one year, yeah. when we sold an absolutely pile of our best players. Yeah. Um, so my, my, my view would be, I, I don't think that um, Steve, um, I, I don't think Steve can be happy with how much he spent and where we are because there are lots no. of other clubs who spent, spent less, less and achieved more and achieved and a lot achieved, more. And achieved more, yeah. I've got, I've got to pick up on a comment here from Red Robin 2020. I 100% agree with you, Red Robin. He said he remembered the John Lansdowne interview in the summer when the great human uh, had been announced, and he said John looked like a hostage with a gun at his head. So true. Absolutely so true that was. Okay, yeah, I agree. guys. I agree with that. I agree with that totally. Uh, I think he, I yeah. mean, John Lansdowne was saying stuff that it didn't look like he believed. No, and, I, and I expected him to start talking with a funny voice. So we I know. He was being manipulated. <laughs> yeah, or, it, was you fake, know. it was fake news. John looked like he didn't agree, to be fair. The body language said it all. 100% right there. And Tomo's just put to- John just gets involved in the nicey stuff like rebranding the badge and stadium development. But he's probably the closest. He's probably the one that probably thinks like most of us do, maybe, I think, you know, because the general view is, you know, if if you can be still happy, clappy at the moment, I mean, here we are still top half of the championship side and we're bloody moaning. You know, you know, if you'd have said ten years ago we'd be in this situation, we yeah, have all Dave, taken Dave, it. Dave, 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 can <laughs> I can I come in there? Because this this really winds me up when people go down. Look, we could be yeah, where the Rangers are. Just think where we're, we are. We're not. You know, let's just 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 tug our forelock. Yeah, and and bow low. Yeah, and thank Mister Lansdowne for letting us yeah. play in his lovely ground. Yeah. No, I'm not yeah. having it. In ten years, we've spent a king's ransom trying to get out of the division that we're in. All right. Originally, we started with the third division. We got out of that. Steve Cottrell did the double, et cetera, et cetera, and up we went. And then Steve Cottrell didn't get supported. And if you look at the players he wanted to sign, I don't know whatever happened to Harry Maguire. Well, Harry Maguire, you know, is that, uh, yeah, yeah, don't yeah. know what happened to him. Dwight Gale. Kicking his heels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, so all those, all those things are fine. But if I was Steve Lansdowne, I'd be truly, truly hacked off with what I've spent and what I saw today and against Derby and after 25 minutes against Huddersfield and Millwall at home and Rotherham away too many. and Birmingham at home. Too many it's just to happening mention. too many it's times too many. hearing no. it. Too know, many we, to there's, there's been harsh words spoken in the dressing room. And, and, and then I heard Holden talking before the game about, you know, the lads are all up for it. And if that's them being up for it, God help I would, hate, I, I would right. hate to see it when they want to sack it off. I got to be honest. Right, we're we're gonna have another we're gonna have another potty on uh, Wednesday. I just come to each of you uh, in turn. I'll start with Liam. Liam, uh, 
Premier League, Sheffield United in the Cup. Those of us who are old enough to remember, certainly Ian and I can, 1973-74 season, Alan Dix was under a hell of a lot of pressure and he came up in the fifth round against Leeds United, 1-1 at Ashton Gate, Keith Fear, Billy Bremner, 1-0 during a three-day week up at Ellen Road, Donny Gillies, still remember that now. Sheffield United, do you think we will win and a good cup run, because that would put us in the quarterfinals, might just rescue this season? So, Liam, win, you can't draw with a replay. Are we going to beat Sheffield United? Simple yes or no? No. No, fair enough. Mark, Sheffield United, um, we got a chance or defeat? Or extra time, maybe extra time and pens. What do you think? I'm, yeah, I'm going to say I'm, I'm just got to be upbeat and say yes. Is, a, is this a one? Is this a, is this a cup game? And it's Sheffield United. We got a chance. Yes, I'm saying we are going to win because I'm always hopeful. After 47 years, I said I I put I helped put together a a, a 40th commemoration uh, with the supporters club and trust uh, seven years ago, and we had the players and we had a replica FA Cup. And we had a fantastic night. And I really like us to get through to our first cup quarter final since then. It's been too long, yeah. and, we did, and we deserve it. Yeah. Somebody deserves it anyway. <laughs> Somebody does. And uh, Ian, uh, your thoughts? You know, it's a free hit, as we say. Uh, do you think we get something up at uh, Bramall Lane? I don't think we will. And one of the reasons is Sheffield United are going to get relegated this year, so Wilder will want to do well in the game yeah. for exactly the same reason. And there is an amount of money. I and mean, when we get in 97,500 because it's being televised by the BBC on iPlayer, and I think it's either 160 or 180,000 in prize money. Now, add that on top of what we've already got in the FA Cup, and you're at the thick end of half a mil. Yeah. And this season, that's more important than ever. So well, that's the cost Sheffield, of a Mark Ashton, isn't it? <laughs> well, Sheffield, Sheffield United will, will, will uh, play a very strong team. Yeah. I think we'll play a strong team. Do I think we'll win? No. Do I think we've got any chance of winning? Yeah, we have. We've got what I call a puncher's chance. Yeah. Um, but nine times out of ten, the good boxer beats the puncher. But one time out of ten, the puncher lands a punch and um, down goes the heavyweight champion. So let's no, we hope might, this we is... We might just do it. This we is might the, just this do is it. The, this is the time, yeah. You never know. Guys, uh, Liam, thank you for joining us. First time in a few months. Uh Mark, as always, Ian, your uh, your comments are uh, always interesting. And uh, I think next time both of you are on Radio Bristol, if they want to hear continued debate from two regular contributors to his show, him being Jeff Twentyman, then you should get him to say, tune in for Forever Bristol City podcast after six o'clock, because I can say we've had a record number of people listening tonight. So thanks for uh, all of that. Thank you, guys. Enjoy yeah, the rest great. of your evening. Thanks, I've guys. got an Indian takeaway sort yeah. of imminently coming through the gates. So uh, have a good evening, everybody, and we'll upload a recording of this uh, when I get round to it, but certainly before nine o'clock tomorrow. All the best, chaps. All yeah, the best. God bless. safe, everyone. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.